It's time for The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Wednesday, October 19th, 2016. We have 25 vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have small craft advisories for hazardous seas and winds through tomorrow morning. And uh, we're going to be talking today about uh, energy projects on the Columbia, some updates about what's been happening with some of the coal uh, a coal project and also methanol and Kalama. But first, a look at our Columbia River ship schedule for the day. We have 10 inbounders, we have 10 in the Astoria anchorage, and we have five outbounders. Our first inbound ship on the river today is the Kiwi Trader. She's a petroleum tanker arriving from China, headed for Portland. You may have heard her name before. She's a fairly regular visitor to our waters. She'll pass Astoria early, around 2.30 a.m. You might see her in the Portland area by about 8.30 this morning. The Santa Vista, another familiar name, is a bulk carrier that handles logs, usually. She's arriving from Japan, headed for Longview to pick up logs. She'll be passing Astoria around 4.30 a.m., and you might see her arriving at the port of Longview around 8 a.m. The Ultra Tradition is arriving from Vancouver, British Columbia, headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She'll be heading upriver to pick up wheat eventually, but she'll arrive in the Anchorage off Astoria by about 5.30 this morning. The ANSAC Enterprise is arriving from Taiwan, headed for Vancouver's Anchorage. She'll be going to the port of Portland to pick up soda ash, and you can tell that by that ANSAC acronym in her name, American Natural Soda Ash Corporation. She'll pass Astoria around 8.30 a.m. and arrive in Vancouver by about 2.30 p.m. The Pixis Leader, another familiar name, is a car carrier arriving from Japan, headed for Portland. She has Toyotas on board, and she'll pass Astoria around 8.30 a.m. Maybe you might see her at the Port of Portland by about 2.30 this afternoon. The Palma Boker is arriving from Japan, headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She'll be going upriver to pick up wheat. She'll arrive in the Anchorage around 10 a.m. The ATB, Articulated Tug and Barge Rig, the uh, Pride, arrives from Anacortes, headed for Portland. Her cargo is refined petroleum. She'll pass Astoria around 3.30 p.m. inbound. You might see her in Portland by 9.30 this evening. The African Macaw is arriving from Russia, headed for Vancouver's Anchorage. She will eventually go across the, the other side of the river there to the port of Portland to pick up potash for export. She'll pass Astoria around 6.30 p.m. That would put her in Vancouver a little bit after midnight, early Thursday morning. The Spruce Galaxy is a petroleum tanker arriving from San Francisco, headed for Vancouver. She'll be passing Astoria around 8.30 and arriving at the Port of Vancouver by about 2.30 a.m. Thursday morning. The Makuru Arrow is arriving from Taiwan, headed for Vancouver's Anchorage. She's uh, going to the Port of Portland to pick up soda ash, and she will pass Astoria around 8.30 p.m., arriving in Portland by about 2.30 a.m. on Thursday. In the Astoria Anchorage, we have the Mighty Sky heading for Kalama's Anchorage. She's going upriver to pick up wheat. She'll be leaving around 7.30 a.m. You might see her in the Kalama area around 12.30 p.m. The Divine Seas is heading out of the Astoria Anchorage, headed for Portland to pick up wheat. She'll be leaving around 2 p.m. You might see her in the Portland area by about 8 o'clock this evening. That leaves a number of ships in the Anchorage awaiting orders to head up river. The Glyphada 1, the Basic Portland, the Peace Garden, the Antiparos, the CF Crystal, the Golden Ginger, the Lady Maria Ocean, and the Safari Voyager are all at anchor off Astoria. And in our outbounders, the Rapallo is leaving Kalama carrying wheat. She's a bulk carrier, leaving around 8.30 a.m. from Kalama, probably passing Astoria in the early afternoon, around 1.30 this afternoon. The IVS Hayakita is leaving Portland carrying soda ash at about 8.30 a.m., passing Astoria outbound around 2.30 p.m. The Iris Ace is heading out of Portland. She um, 
probably has Fords on board um, headed for Asia. She's leaving around 1 p.m., passing Historia outbound around 7 p.m. The articulated tug and barge rig, the Dublin Sea, is leaving Portland, petroleum on board, leaving around 2.30 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 8.30 p.m. And the Aphrodite L is leaving Portland, carrying wheat uh, around 6.30 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 12.30 a.m. on Thursday. In our marine weather forecast, we have southeast winds today, 5 to 10 knots with gusts to 15 knots. Winds will be rising to as high as 25 knot gusts in the afternoon. Windways from the southeast, 3 feet at 4 seconds apart, and westerly swells 9 feet high at 13 seconds apart. Well, today I thought I'd share some updates and news about fossil fuel projects on the Columbia. I got a few alerts in my email this week that I thought were worth sharing. One of them is about a proposed coal export project for Port Westward in Klatskanai. You may remember Amber Energy, the company that was behind this project and the Millennium Bulk Terminal project in Longview. Well, Amber has changed its name, so you'll be hearing this name in the news, Lighthouse Resources, formerly Amber Energy. Lighthouse Resources announced recently that it has decided to drop plans for that coal project at Port Westward in Klatskanai. The plan for the project had been to ship coal in barges down the Columbia to uh, Klatskanai, where it would have been loaded onto ships bound for Asia. The proposal faced a, a lot of opposition from environmental groups and Native American tribes. In 2015, Lighthouse Resources lost a, a kind of a critical battle when the Oregon Department of State Lands denied a permit that was needed to build the project's transfer facility that was located in Morrow County. Lighthouse still plans to pursue the Millennium Bulk Terminal project in Longview, and I'll keep you updated on that when I learn more. And if you remember recently, I shared information with you on the ship report about the Kalama Methanol Plant project. Developers of that project have responded to pressure from environmental groups and announced that they will switch to technology that will reduce the plant's water, the plant's water usage and eliminate the need for the plant to discharge any wastewater into the Columbia River. This is according to the Longview Daily News. Northwest Innovation Works, that's the company that is developing that project, said the $30 million upgrades will reduce the plant's water use by about 411,000 gallons of water per day. That sounds like a lot. It still leaves the plant using about 4.6 million gallons of water per day, which is about a third of the Port of Kalama's water rights on the Columbia. The new system will also increase electricity use at the site. From a shipping perspective, the project would mean up to 72 deep draft tanker ships additionally to what we see now traveling on the Columbia per year. Critics of the project say the company is introducing the changes to comply with Clean Water Act standards for arsenic that it would have been required to do anyway. Columbia Riverkeeper, which opposes the project, cited these reasons for their opposition on the organization's website. The plant would use at least 300,000 decatherms of fracked gas per day. A decatherm, by the way, is roughly the energy equivalent of 1,000 cubic feet of natural gas or 1 million BTUs of energy. 200 megawatts of electricity use per day, that's equal to the amount of electricity used by all of Cowlitz County's residents. Building a methanol plant where it would be currently located would be building it on dredge spoils, and in the event of an earthquake, uh, there would be a moderate to high liquefaction susceptibility in that area, which could cause the ground under the plant to subside more than two feet, according to Columbia Riverkeeper. Um, They also say Kalama is the guinea pig for methanol refining. This project is a new startup um, with proposed technology that's never been used to make methanol commercially. 
There's also a pipeline involved in this project um, that would um, be, have to be built for three miles in Kalama to supply the methanol plant. And then um, apparently there's some fuzzy math going on, according to Riverkeeper, about what the emissions would really be from the plant. And also, uh, on the world global economic stage, methanol has dropped in value a lot since the project was initially proposed in 2014. By fe February of this year, methanol had declined to its lowest value since the financial collapse of 2009. And since money drives a lot of these projects, if it looks like it's not financially viable, we may be hearing more news about that in the coming months. Information in this report came from the Klatskanai Chief, the Longview Daily News, and Columbia Riverkeeper. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a, a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day.